1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's Monday. (laughs) (laughs) It is coming. I kind of feel that way right now. Kind of a sleepy morning. Yeah, good to see you again today. Well, talk to you again this morning. R.D. Hopper is here. Paul Calvert is here. Power panel is here. Uh, Nine o'clock, Ryan Norris, Americans Prosperity, come on to talk about, uh, you know, where the economy is, and we'll talk about that with him a little later on this morning. I guess uh, the biggest story right now, is uh, what's happening uh, here with some law enforcement in the state? Two Crawford County sheriff's deputies and one Mulberry police officer have now been suspended after the circulation of a video on social media. Now I'm going to say something about that. There's, there's, you got to be careful about video on social media. Sometimes there's, you know, it can be messed uh, with and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Let the investigation run out. And I know when you watch this video, look like these guys, everything that they were doing was wrong and and bad. But I think everybody is considered innocent until proven guilty. So we want to let all the information to come out. And by the way, if they are guilty, you should throw the book at them. Bottom line. Uh, Arkansas State Police has opened an investigation into the use of force by the two deputies and officer in the arrest of a South Carolina man. So uh, the, the video is pretty you know, pretty rough, to be honest. And know that if you watch it, uh, lots of language and stuff like that, so be aware. According to the Arkansas State Police, the incident occurred around uh, 1040 in the morning on Sunday outside of a convenience store in Mulberry. Do either one of you know where Mulberry is?
1: Oh, yeah. Where's it at? On the way to Fort Smith, it's just about, I'd say it's 25 miles out of Fort Smith on I-40. Oh, okay. It's right where you cross the Mulberry River there. Uh, it's a small, right. I have no idea it's what a is small mulberry. town the main part of town is just about uh is just about four miles off of uh off the interstate for you there there's a mulberry exit you get off the exit go south it's about five miles how weird is it
2: i have ne- i have never, never noticed noticed the mulberry exit. I have not ever noticed it. That that's, yeah. that's really strange. I must be in that a uh, hypnotic state of driving <laughs> on four on I forty at that time. You know, where you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you look at me go, Oh, I'm already here. I don't remember
3: any of the other stuff I passed. You yeah. were virtually asleep for the Yeah, just hour
2: about. And a half. Just about. The uh, state police investigation was initiated at the request of both the Sheriff's Office and Crawford County prosecuting attorney rinda baker the man seen in the video randall Worcester, 27 of goose creek south carolina was transported to an area hospital for examination and treatment later uh, released and jailed in van buren now i know where van buren is because i stop at the uh the cracker barrel in that area so i yeah i know what that is uh He's charged with second-degree battery, resisting arrest, refusal to submit, uh, possessing an instrument of crime, criminal trespass, criminal mischief, terroristic threatening, and second-degree assault. Uh, The Crawford County Sheriff's Office released this statement, quote, in reference to the video circulating on social media, We have requested that the Arkansas State Police conduct the investigation and the deputies have been suspended pending the outcome of the investigation. I hold all my employees accountable for their actions and will take appropriate measures in this matter. The City of Mulberry also released a statement saying that the officer is on administrative leave pending the outcome of the investigation the city of Mulberry and the Mulberry Police Department takes these investigations very seriously and holds all their officers accountable for their actions. We will take appropriate actions at the conclusion of the investigation. Governor Asa Hutchinson reacted on social media, quote, I have spoken with Colonel Bill Bryan of the Arkansas State Police, and the local arrest incident in Crawford County will be investigated pursuant to the video evidence and the request of the prosecuting attorney. State police told KATV the investigation will be limited to the use of physical force by the deputies and police officer. Once complete, the case file will be submitted uh, to the uh, Crawford County prosecuting attorney And she will determine whether the use of force by the law enforcement officers was consistent with Arkansas uh, law. No further information is available at this time, uh, but everybody's saying they'll continue to update the story. And I'm sure they will. They've got something they feel like they can sink their teeth into so they'll be looking at. But again, wait till the investigation's over before you pass judgment on these people. Um I saw a Joyce Elliot was uh posted something said, "Please tell me that you really didn't do this." All right. Hey, well, keep you don't hold know, your
1: powder dry. I'm just telling you. You don't know how many officers he might have beat up before they were yeah, before they somebody did, turned well, it on before, their phone, well, before they turn their phone on, and you don't know if he had the handcuffs on him yet, whenever it was going on, well, let me to l- try to get him subdued. You just, you just really don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell when I watched it if the handcuffs were on him yet. Once you get the handcuffs on somebody, you pretty well got him subdued. Yeah, you got him subdued at so, that point. So uh, I don't know if they were still trying to do it, and he'd already, you know, I, he beat have, somebody yeah, up, stabbed somebody. Yeah. You never know. It says
2: here. Again, charged with second degree battery, resisting arrest, refusal to submit, uh, possessing an instrument of crime. I have no idea what that is. That could be a knife. That could be a gun. A building club. It could be anything. Uh, criminal trespass, criminal mischief, uh, terroristic threatening, and second degree assault. So that's a pretty long list of stuff that they've uh, they've charged him with. So again. You know, wait until they're done. I know you won't. I know a lot of people won't. They're gonna, they're gonna be posted on Facebook. Would you look at this? Can you believe that? And then, like I said, and it's just like I already pointed out, you may not have seen have everything I, that I went
3: down. I haven't watched the video, but the things, and we need to have that same type of attitude with people who are being prosecuted as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times we we forget to. To, to, the presumption of innocence right right it's so a lot of times people get locked in locked in jail and treated like they're actually criminals prior to their trial and they're they're locked in with from what i understand they're locked in with a with actual convicted criminals sure in jail which i think is inappropriate
2: yeah they, they do they do do that and uh, all you got to go by is what you're seeing you know of that piece of video and i'm just look i i've told this story a million times Several. this is now, it's been about 20 years, I guess, Uh, Arizona had flooding in uh, Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And they would show this water going over this bridge. I mean, you would think Phoenix was underwater. It was one little corner. It was one corner. (laughs) That's what it was, one corner that they kept showing over and over and over again. And they gave the illusion that uh, that's the way the flooding was all across the city. It was not. And I always use that as a perfect example that uh, you got to be careful that you're not getting gaslit. I mean, it's just kind of stuff that happens all the time.
1: Yeah, if you resist arrest, and there's things you can do to put yourself in a situation like that. We don't know yeah. what what all he did. But uh, yes, sir, and no, sir, is usually a real good answer when you're dealing with Police officers, it can help. Yeah, it helps. It helps. Respect you, goes a long way. I'm not saying that, that everything's might, always justified, it it and it might, I don't know the particulars. You, it
3: might help keep you alive.
1: Yes.
2: Well,
3: you're right about that. I mean, but you, you, cause even if you're dealing with corrupt officers, the, the fact is that if you're dead, you may not ever be able to tell your story.
2: Well, I know a lot. You know, a lot of people. and I've had people on here of color, and they've all said that they had the they had the discussion. Talking about with their parents and stuff, and how you know uh, you got to be differential to law enforcement and stuff, but that's not just to black people or to Asian people or anything. We had that talk at my house. Mm-hmm. If you get pulled over by the police, don't be giving them any guff, son. <laughs>
3: Sure. Well, and they are people just like everyone else, and they're all—all uh, all of us have our prejudices and wherever else. And so that if, uh, not everybody, not well, all of us do, but to some extent. But, but the, the the reality is that that police officers will treat people differently depending on what they think about them.
1: Well, I wasn't born with any prejudice, and I don't <laughs> accept the fact that I'm prejudiced because I'm white or anything else i was oh come re- on hey I, I i don't accept the fact that people uh all people have prejudice uh i was raised in the country with with all types of people and uh i try to judge people by their actions and not by the way they look
3: right well but but all of us do to some extent i mean if 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 you and i are if i'm walking down a um a, a dark alley and I see a, a little old lady walking down there. You know, I'm I'm not afraid of her because just, just statistically speaking, she's not going to hurt me. But if it's some guy, white or black, who's in his 20s, that guy's a lot more likely to mug me than yeah. And than he's six an four
2: and weighs about two thirty five, sure.
3: and he's sure he's so, all buffed up. So, the, so the reality is that that if anything, I'm going to to stick around the old lady to maybe protect her, but I'm not going to fear her. Whereas with, the, the young guy might with, I don't that, f-
2: with that said all right with that said there are occasions that you may find yourself in bad situations sure
1: yeah you, with a police officer of, of all things mm-hmm. yeah i you know anybody can be good or bad i don't fear anybody i mean if i come out an and there's somebody that looks like I don't know, looks like they could be what what you're outlining as a thug or something like that. I'm going to go right up to them and and say something to them and, and talk to them. I'll tell you, most people, and I've dealt through the thousands of people that I've talked with, some of the people that looked... The right. worst have they're, turned out to be some of my best friends and, bears, appreciate, right. Right. and appreciate and them the most. So
2: I saw that video of you when you walked up to that big old dude. You said, here, here's my billfold. You don't have to beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, yeah, I, you're right. I, I mean, almost I, got I beat understand. up before over like a $3 screwdriver. I refused to to refund with a customer when i worked in downtown little rock really <laughs> yeah somebody bought a screwdriver and they went out and tightened up all the mirrors on their car and brought it in and threw it on the counter kind of angrily and said i want my money back it don't work and i said man your mirrors look a whole lot better now than they did when you showed up you're not getting your <laughs> what, did back. He, what did he say oh man he said he's gonna whip me and my my family and everybody <laughs> oh, yeah. i knew but you know uh I, at that time, I probably weighed 110 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Let's get our first break in. It is a Monday. Good morning to you, Dave Ellswick Show. Chance of rain today. Just know we got that about 40%, 40, 45%. Not real heavy rain, just a uh, shower here and there. So uh, keep that in mind. And also understand that we haven't had that much rain in the area. So if it does rain, the roads will be slick. And we won't have any car or, uh, or road construction over there, and where I 30 and 40 come together, where they're putting that bridge in. Man, was that a mess over the, the weekend. All right, so we'll talk about all of that as we go on here on the morning show, the Dave Ellswick Show, here at 1011. The answer, David Lucas, you know, he's out there to help you out as far as buying uh, uh, silver and gold. Precious metals have have got to be and should be part of your nest egg, about 15%, in fact. But how do you go about purchasing it? It's not the same thing as purchasing a stock or a bond or whatever. Uh, do they even sell CDs anymore? Uh, David Lucas wants you to know that at David Lucas Financials, they're ready to help you. All you have to do is ring them up at 501-222-3315. They, uh, they work with one-only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices for, uh, from a dealer that you can trust. So to get more information about buying silver and gold, uh, give David Lucas a call at 501-222-3315. That's 501-222. 3315 investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, some really good news this morning. There's only 12 days to football season.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just telling you, I'm ready. I thought you were going to say 12 days left in August. No, I'm 12 about ready to days. Get with.
2: 12 Ugh. days to football season. We're not that far from Labor Day now. We're uh, what? Uh, two weeks from today, I think that's uh, where we're at right now. So keep that in mind. But uh, you know, the University of Cincinnati be the Fayetteville here in the next couple of weeks, and we'll see. We'll push or come to shove, and we'll find out if all this the pre, uh, the procrasti- procrasti- not procrastinators, the guys who got their uh, got their uh, crystal balls out, are right or they're wrong because everybody's saying that looks like the Razorbacks are going to have a good year. A lot of that's predicated upon they still got to get back their quarterback again. That's something that everybody looks at. And, uh, you know, we all know that uh, our, our Coach Pittman is a good line coach, and I, I always ascribe to the, to the argument that if you can win it in the trenches, you can win it on scoreboard, I, and I do believe that. So uh, we'll see how they are this year. I mean, look, what uh, what is it, the coaches poll had us ranked uh, 23rd, and uh, the AP poll was at uh, 19. In the, in the, how long has it been since we have ranked early in the year? Usually towards the end after we, you know, whipped a couple of people. But it's going to be interesting to see how good Sam has his team ready to go. I'm ready. ready to play. That's I'm right. ready to watch them. I, I yeah. am. When I go on vacation, which by the way, guys, I'll let you know that'll be at the end of September. I'll be gone for two weeks uh, in September, very beginning of October. Uh, there's two games that they'll be playing during that time, so I'll be watching them down in Florida. There's, there's going to be the game between them and A and M at Jerry World. That's, that's going to. No, no. Wait a second. Are they in Jerry World still, or do they play down in? At A and M, where they're playing up here, I don't know how they're doing that this year. And then uh, you got somebody call me, tell me, are they playing in Jerry World? Is that where they're playing again? Eight two three zero nine six five five zero one, of course, area code. And then uh, the other uh, game, Alabama, coming <laughs> to Fayette, Va- coming to Vietnam. We get it early, get an early f- feel for this team <laughs> at that point. That'll is be a, a good shake game. down. <laughs> it's at the fourth or fifth game of the season. we got a tough That's schedule tough. this year. I mean, we got a tough schedule this year. Thought it was tough last year? Nah, I don't think so. It's going to be tough this year. It really is going to be tough. But I'm looking forward to it. I think Coach Pittman will have them ready. Ready to go. But we'll find out. Won't take long to figure that out. That usually comes out in the wash pretty quick. What you had to expect. So, uh, I think we got most of our offensive line back. I don't know about the defensive line, but if I know Coach Pittman, he'll have those guys ready. You know what? The guys you got to have do? a plan. Well, the guys that play the the offensive and defensive uh, line want to come here and play because they know if they play for Pittman, he is well respected and uh, by NFL teams, and they know that if they draft you. You're probably a pretty good ball player, and you've been probably taught really well fundamentally, and uh, you're ready to go.
1: Most coaches have a style. There's coaches that like big, strong teams. Yeah. They can beat you up on the line and and give plenty of time for people to get open. There's coaches that like fast, that like smaller, fast teams, and sometimes a coaching style fits – it's a certain player, and sometimes there's a coach that'll play it either way. He'll he'll take what he's got when they show up. Check them out, and he'll do the best playing he can with what he's got to work with. Well, that's but, the uh, way you
2: got to coach. You got to coach with what you go out and get. But I'm going to tell you what that fast, fast, and quick stuff hasn't worked so well for Arkansas on the path. So uh, let's get big and let's uh, let's crush him up front. That's the way I like that. That's the way Pittman seems to be. He comes, you know. All that stuff that he did in Georgia.
1: I, I read Bear Bryant uh, biography on Bear Bryant, and uh, it was an awesome book. But uh, I learned a lot about football reading Bear Bryant's biography because uh, you learn a lot, he... <laughs> a lot about the
2: the uh, the psychological side of football oh, yeah, too. That's exactly right. You know, he used to that's teach what... his linemen. You know what he used to teach him? They'd get in there, and they'd knock the guy down, pancake him or whatever, help him mm-hmm. back up, said, I'll be right back. <laughs>
1: Bear until he was like in his 50s. He'd get out there on the line on the practice field, and he'd he'd line up with them and, and ring their bell and say, okay, that's what it's supposed to feel like when we hit somebody. Yeah, get used to it.
2: We play, we play slobber knocker
1: football here. You know but,
3: he was, he was a big guy, and he knew how to, knew how to hit. Oh, huh?
1: yeah. He was from Arkansas, and and the coaches would say at that time that Bear can beat you with his team, then he could take your team and beat, beat, you. beat you with, <laughs> yeah. with your team. Yeah. Well, he was a
2: great coach. Yeah. no doubt about yeah. that. He you, know, you used to walked prowl, not walk, prowl the sidelines with that hat <laughs> of his on, and that became, of course, iconic in and of itself. And I don't understand why everybody hates Saban so bad. He's a great coach. Yeah. He really is. He's a great coach. And I guess that makes you know that everybody knows you're a great coach when they all hate you. All right, let's take a break, get some news for you. Then we'll come back. Dave Ellswick Show. RD's here. Paul's here. So how bad is it? I mean, how bad is it getting along with people who think differently to you than what you did? Uh, Well, it's bad enough that now almost half of second-year college students say they wouldn't choose to be roommates with someone who supported a different presidential candidate than they did in 2020. A majority say they wouldn't go on a date with someone who voted differently, and nearly two-thirds of them say they wouldn't see themselves marrying someone who backed a different presidential candidate two years ago. Those are the findings of a new online NBC News Generation Lab poll of the class of 2025 as they begin their second year of college. Axios is reporting that 73% of Democrat voters polled from the class of 2025 said President Biden shouldn't run again, while 27% uh, 27 believe he should run. Fifty-seven percent of Republican voters polled said they thought former President Trump should run again. That's down from about nearly 70 percent when Trump ran the first time. How many people wanted him to run?
1: He's down a little bit.
2: But there's other there's other people out there that look like they might make good candidates. So we'll have to see what happens.
1: Well, I tell you what, whenever you look at the differences, you're talking about – People not dating or not wanting to be room with people. Isn't it? Uh, I tell you what, uh, everybody's making everybody out to be an enemy if they don't think like they mm-hmm. do. But uh, also, the left is getting farther left.
2: Oh, there's no care. Uh, I, I, me. I, I mean, mean we we'll about
1: that today a, too. If, if you want to look at abortion and what they try to justify in abortion, and you look at their idea of government. Uh, the, I don't don't think... Why would you want to marry somebody like that?
3: I mean, I'm not interested in marrying someone who's got that kind of ideology. How old are you? I'm 40.
2: Okay, well, you're not going to get married anyway.
3: I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying.
2: If you haven't (laughs) found her yet, buddy, I don't know if you'll ever find her. But you're being selective. I suppose. Is that a better way of putting it? Sure.
1: Okay, there we go. But, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So... uh, it's just its like the left is getting farther left. I really don't think that... Well, some people on the right are getting way far on the right. Some people are. Well, i some people that, that the people on the left define as being on the right is not even on the right. Well, I agree with that. Because, I mean, there's people that that don't believe in authority or don't believe in the role of government we believe in authority in government we believe that God appointed government to do certain things I just, but it's just not supposed to do everything
2: well yeah that's what I was just about ready to say I believe in government just not the way the government no. is right now well, we, don't, we
3: don't we don't want government to be a landlord we want them to defend our rights we don't I don't want government to I don't want a mommy and daddy again sure no I, I don't I don't we don't we don't want them to be a nanny we want them to protect us from people who want to violate our rights or who do violate our rights. And, and unfortunately, so many people, they want government to do so much more than that. They want government to to just about wipe their behind for them.
1: Yeah, the propensity of government is for it to grow, and people want it to do more things. And uh, But there's a certain point where it's unsustainable. What's inflation now up costing everybody over... Seven hundred and fifty dollars a month because all the great things that government's doing that mm-hmm. it wasn't authorized to do to start with, so, so we got an
3: extra ten or fifteen dollars for the services, and it cost us $750? People call probably me. didn't even get that. Yeah, we probably Be- pro- probably the yeah, the people, benefits was actually. negative. People
1: ask me why is that so high. I say, well, socialism's expensive. Yes, yet. it is. Socialism sure is expensive for running a business today,
2: and it gets really expensive when. Nobody has any money for the government to take from them. Then they hire 87,000 more IRS agents to figure out how they're going to wring blood out of a turnip.
1: You can't be independent in life as an individual, as a state, or a country unless you're financially independent. If you're in debt to somebody, they control you.
2: Here's the problem, all right? It's very simple. We've talked about this on the show. They They control your wallet. Okay. They control your wallet by taxation. Mm-hmm. And then they control your health by controlling health care mm-hmm. in this nation. Now, if you can control a man's health or a woman's health and their, uh, you know how they spend their money, you've got pretty good control over that person. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah it, if you've got health yeah. issues, then yeah. Especially, and the, the medical industry is, is basically a government organization at this what, point.
1: What the federal government has found out, if you get a checkbook out to write a check to the states, they pretty well are going to say yes. I mean, people very seldom refuse states very seldom refuse money nope and they very seldom like your money and they very seldom uh uh you know reduce their spending and reduce their their dependency on the federal government so the the debtor states cannot control their future i think
3: that's one of the things that we need to work on legislators um this coming session is to 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 reject some of these federal dollars that are used to bribe the state into passing, they don't laws. want to reject them. They ask for them. I know in many cases they do, but I, I, I'm I'm hopeful that maybe this coming session we can actually work on on rejecting some of that money and say, hey, no, we, we're actually going to respect people's rights and, and like, for crying out loud, we're not going to buy, we're not going to be bought off to to pass laws. Requiring various different different laws, maybe seatbelt laws, or I think there, there's a there's a law oh, there yeah. about billboards. It's, it comes down from the federal government that that, that um, bans billboards in a lot of different places on private property.
1: I hope you're right, and but I'm thinking of the Tooth Fairy right now. <laughs> <laughs> you may be right. And that's how they, that's how some of them view <laughs> the federal government. Mm, you know, that.
2: we'll give you what was it. I think it was, was – I, I can't never remember if it's $9 million or $90 million they got for making not wearing a seat belt a ticketable offense. Yeah.
1: You look at DHS. I right. mean, DHS spending and the power that they have – over people's families and, and the they power they have. Uh, uh, DHS is out of control. I, I, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. So is it, and c- c- can anybody rein it in? The only way to rein it in, the only way a government agency can have less power is if they have less money. If you want to reduce the corruption in government, there's one way to do it. Take the money out of it. As long as there are bi- millions and billions of dollars involved, there will be corruption. And I,
3: and I think that's one of the, one of the big deals – We've had bad laws in the books in Arkansas for a long time, but it's only been in more recent years that they've had the funding to enforce a lot of them, and so they've got a lot more bureaucrats to enforce a lot of these bad um, laws that, that make it illegal for people to do business and what, and Well,
1: Biden agrees with you, if you want more money, just hire 87,000 more IRS agents. Well, we'll they double the size.
2: You know, they just figured if they can see, get in there and dig into some people's uh, – you know tax re, uh, mm-hmm. returns they can find a few extra thousand dollars per person right how much is yeah. that going to cost a taxpayer 80
1: i mean it was
2: 800 million dollars that they turned over to them mm-hmm.
1: 800 million that won't scratch dollars. the surface for that many, for that many employees they that, that might cover the first year but that won't scratch the surface as far as longevity. They're going to have to collect, they're doubling the size, basically, of the IRS. Yep. So if you double the size of the IRS, you just raise our overhead for the next 20 years by how much? Yeah, but wow. they just
2: said that uh, they know that it will be successful if they're able to collect an extra. Two hundred million dollars. Who are they gonna collect it from, from? From people of this country.
3: Right, so, so they, they raised, I, think, I think they raised the corporate tech, tax, and they hired a bunch of IRS agents.
2: You know, if, if you, you know would, where I hear they're getting most of them from? They're former proctologists. That, that's what I've heard. They're former proctologists. Mm-hmm. Now that proctologists with guns. I didn't go to them before. Now I'm worried about going I've on.
1: seen videos of them training some of them. <laughs> it looks like they got them at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah,
2: just get ready. And get ready. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, it, they are liable to have to Over do. the next five to eight
3: years, it's nope. not going to be good. They're liable to be just hiring a bunch of
2: thugs. Well, they <laughs>
1: raised their overhead is is what they did, and at some point it's unsustainable. And inflation is going to co- keep well, they, spiraling they, they out of control hey look they kept saying it was
2: unsustainable as long as they believed that they actually had to have the money to do this stuff now they don't even worry about it they, are, just, they just borrow the money whether they got it or not why not just sell out some more farmland to the chinese just
1: take more from those old bad companies that provide all the jobs well, of course so uh and, and until they look like they're You know, haven't had a drink of water in about
2: three months, and they're all wrinkled up, and you've sucked out all the life juices from them. Well,
3: the thing is, though, so so you raise taxes on corporations. What do the the corporations do? They they figure out how to work around it, or they just they they rearrange their their profit schedule with the way it looks, and it's like okay, we didn't make as much money this year, we won't pay even as many taxes as we, as we paid last year. And, and how much can, how much more can we make
2: you work for the amount of money you're making right now, and get rid of the guy that's underneath of you, sure. so we don't have to pay them. Right. And
3: that. And that's that's another thing is that when you when you push businesses harder from a tax standpoint then it's more motivation for them to streamline and fire people basically. Yep. And, and same, they do same, it. Same thing is true with minimum wage I think is it that you know if 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 you can hire someone and pay them low wages you're more likely to keep them around even though they're kind Absolutely. of dead weight. But Okay.
1: Now what do you what do you got here? You're showing me. N- I'm showing numbers. you it, the way I'm reading this, if I'm doing my math right, eighty seven thousand times seventy five thousand dollars a year, you know those federal agents are okay, gonna cost so us more than uh six billion and five hundred and twenty five million. Now so if six if those eighty seven billion dollars, yeah, six and a half billion dollars. That's just their salaries. For, that's at seventy five thousand. So you know it's higher than seventy five thousand because you know benefits, all the federal benefits and everything. But I always like to figure conservative numbers. But so conservatively at six and a half billion dollars, that would be per year six and a half billion that's, dollars. That's just their salaries. That's just their salaries. So uh, so anyway, uh, how much? Or is that going to be profitable? To, to well, if your if your goal is to grow government,
2: <laughs> and if your goal is to control people, sure,
1: sure. And I, and I think
3: that's when when your goal is. is so you know, think about people like to to gain power for themselves, but in our society, we don't do it the same way as people did five hundred years ago. They would personally become. Um, masters of many, many slaves. Whereas today th- they've they've got a different way of doing that. They they make themselves part of the government, and then they um, make themselves masters over all of us. A- and so yeah. th- that's that's a, it's a it's a kind of a different philosophy there, but you do it in different ways. It's a, it's they, they've enslaved the entire country what, of three hundred and thirty million people now.
1: What I want to see the next time a Republican gets elected, which will happen, they send these people home. Because be, we've, seen, we've seen government grow. we watched it all our lives. But how many times since Reagan have we actually seen spending? I, 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 I
3: don't better? know. That, and that's one of the frustrating things about what's happening here in Arkansas. Yeah, we're cutting taxes, but I'm not seeing spending cuts. I'm not seeing, I'm well, not that's seeing why government That's shrinking. why everybody is cutting asking
2: taxes. that question about the next uh, General Assembly that comes together starting January 9th is, do they have an appetite to cut? Spending,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you got to cut spending. And, and have we cut? Have we cut more taxes than we raise? Is my question. Not yet. Have we cut more taxes? Oh yeah, we've cut taxes, but we can sit here for the rest of the show and talk about revenue taxes neutral. that we've raised. Well, just revenue so, Exactly. So don't talk, talk to me. But about it was talked
3: about, about here on this show back several years ago when they were doing some so-called revenue neutral tax reorganization where they they cut taxes for for um, for veterans but then they then they made a new tax for internet downloads and this this was kind of on the, don't even just, get me started just on just on the cusp of internet downloads go. becoming a thing and i think i think the government was looking at that you know what, you know this is going to be something that's going to grow a whole bunch and so Whereas maybe they, they lost a tiny bit of funding from the um, the veterans, but then the Internet download thing exploded, and who knows how much money they're oh, making they're, well, from that in comparison just to take what a
2: look at how much they got in the bank right now. Yeah. That's all you got to do, right. and when, I can when tell you, a, you're overtaxed. And they've got a, a billion five. All right, let's take a break here, and we'll uh, be back to finish up the first hour. Man, we've already covered a bunch of stuff. Uh, ICU Protection Want you to know that they're out there ready to help you with your security. I'm going to be having lunch with Billy Mack here on Friday. Looking forward to seeing him again. Honest guy, good man, uh, runs a good business doesn't charge you an arm and a leg like a lot of these people do. You pay for the service. You don't have to pay for the equipment. That's what you'll find out with a lot of these other places. They'll come out and they'll sit down and say, okay, you want that many cameras, you want that many uh, sensors for your windows and your doors. Well, just that, that'll cost you $450. And you got to pony up that money right at the front to get started. Not with... Billy Mac at ICU Protection. You pay for the service. All of that hardware that goes into your house, absolutely free to you. So uh, talk to Billy Mack about that. He'll get you through it. He'll also talk to you about your home and talk to you about your business. Uh, You'll decide how many door and window sensors you need, how many cameras that you want. Do you want a doorbell camera? Do you need and have a camera at both ends of your building or maybe just one side, all of that can be determined just having a casual conversation with uh, Billy Mack. Give him a call, 501-205-1333. Remember, pay for the service, but not for the hardware. So we were talking about what we were doing over the weekend, uh, TCM has been showing, it's like 30, 30 uh, Days Under the Stars, and it's uh, each day they feature a different uh, actor or actress. And on Saturday, it was Joan Crawford. And I always feel like you've seen one Joan Crawford movie, you've seen them all. I mean, she basically <laughs> plays the same character. But they showed whatever happened to Baby Jane. I hadn't seen that in years, and I watched it again. It was pretty good. But uh, yesterday was Clint Eastwood. And uh, they they showed uh, what was it? Hang 'em high first. Uh, it was the first one I I tuned in for, which when you you study uh, the history of movies, is they say is the, the the disembarkation from the John Wayne character out west to the Clint Eastwood character. Uh, out west. And, and there's a difference. There's a difference, kind of the anti-hero and all that. But that was really, seeing seeing uh, Hang'em High again was great. Like uh, It was based on Judge Parker uh, being over the Indian Territory, and um, Eastwood was a sheriff, and he had to go out and get the, the bad guys out in the Indian Territory, which was Oklahoma, basically, uh, part of Kansas. So that that was a lot of fun to watch. And then I watched the next movie, and uh, I hadn't seen it in years. And I do mean years. It came out in '68, and I was a solid, I was a freshman in high school, and it was Coogan's Bluff, which is a great, great movie. Don Stroud plays the bad guy. He always played a good bad guy, and uh, uh, Eastwood was an Arizona deputy sheriff. And he kind of went out and did things his own way. His boss didn't like it, so he was trying to get him out of out of Arizona for a while, and he sent him to bring back a prisoner from New York City. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I'm going to show it next year. I'm just telling you right now,
1: it's going to be one of the classic movies. I could do a whole year of just Clint yeah. Eastwood. Now, Eddie Murphy did a movie about you know, later that was reverse. It was like the New York City cop that came to L.A., wasn't it? Yep. Was that, was that yeah, was 48 okay. hours. Yeah, it's $48. Yeah,
2: great movie. Great movie. Judge <laughs> Reinholdt lives here in uh, in Little Rock somewhere. I should try to find him, get him to come on the air and talk about uh, some of those movies because mm-hmm. those moved the whole genre of buddy movies during the time, right. you know, as far as that went. But, yeah, that – Watching Coogan's Bluff was fun. I enjoyed that one. I liked when the girl... Did you watch it yesterday? Did you watch Coogan's Bluff? You didn't see that one? You wouldn't have liked it, Heidi, because back in the day, it showed him grabbing... There was this girl that was kind of setting him up. He went back to see her after she did, and he came back in her, her... He was throwing her all over her apartment. I mean... Picking her up and throwing her into the wall. You couldn't get away with that now. Mm-hmm. You just could not get away with that. So anyway, it was uh, it was fun watching the movie. So I enjoyed it. Just shows you a little bit about how movies reflect some things. Uh, that were going on in, in in culture at the time, and I've all. I talk there was about a that lot of things times. that
1: wasn't in the movies at that time that are in the movies now. We could talk about. Them. Well, <laughs> there's yeah. things that, that, that have gone away, but there's things that's been added also. So yeah, they're still wokeness. trying to change uh, a lot of culture Yeah, uh, exactly. well, sure. They're always trying to change,
2: change it. That's why I always say culture is upstream from politics. You watch movies, and you watch how it's, what's going on in the movies. It's not too far from being in your real life, because somewhere along the line there is a there's a um, uh, an elected official that say, you know what we need to do. I think we need to change pronouns. All that kind of stuff. We need a law about that. Well, we're going to talk about that because <laughs> it's uh, there's been several articles being written about that here <laughs> in the state of uh, Arkansas. So we'll talk about what's going on in the, the schools and. Uh, We've got a lot of other things to discuss, a lot of things going on right now. Uh, we'll talk about how do you feel about that new uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Well, if you say people pretty smart, well, you're right. I'll tell you why. I think they are. We'll talk about it when we come back. Dave Ellswick Show News is next. Let's move into the second hour. Don't forget at nine o'clock when I come back from a break. At eight o'clock, uh, we'll be uh, having Ryan Norris on from Americans for Prosperity. We'll talk about the, uh, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act and does it really do that? And how do you feel about it? And I'm sure Americans for Prosperity will have some kind of uh, information about that as well. So we'll be talking about it. A uh, story on. Uh, The web about uh, from Conduit uh, News up in uh, northwest uh, Arkansas talking about problems going on uh, in the school systems up there about uh, some things that are being taught. And that, as a parent, a lot of people, a lot of parents don't know about this, uh, you have some rights that the state legislature gave you. Uh, if you're it says if you're opposed to the Fayetteville School District surveying your child about his or her sexual identity, developing a gender support plan for your child, assigning an on-campus adult to be your child's go-to person on campus concerning uh, gender identity or providing instruction on gender identity, if so tell the Fayetteville School District in writing that you opt out your child from the district's gender identity program as provided under ACA 6-16-1006. That was passed back in 2021 to give parents and guardians a way to protect their children from the radical left sexualization of children. The law was passed as Act 552 of 2021, SB 389. The lead sponsor was Senator Bob Ballinger, and the uh, co-sponsors were Senator Charles Beckham and Representative Mary Bentley, Justin Gonzalez, and Aaron Pilkington. The law concerns sex education, sexual orientation, and gender identity in schools And the law requires the school district to, number one, notify parents and guardians of the existence of these programs on sex education, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Number two, provide parents and guardians the opportunity to uh, inspect curricula, materials, tests, surveys, questionnaires, activities, and instruction of any kind related to sex education, sexual orientation, and gender identity. And number three, provide persons and guardians with prior written instruction on how to opt out prior to their child's participation. The parent or guardian has the right to opt out his or her child by notifying the public school district in writing that the parent or legal guardian does not want his or her child to participate in any of the items listed that we just wrote just read to you. The law is not just about classroom instruction. Subdivision B two of the law makes it clear the law applies to, uh, applies regardless of whether any of the listed items are offered as part of a sex education classroom program or as part of an other class activity or program. See, what happens a lot of times is instead of saying it's just sex education, they integrate it into math, they mm-hmm. integrate it into history,
3: they integrate it into all kinds. Of, it's called a worldview way of you just, teaching. You just immerse, immerse kids into something. You don't even have to tell them that what they're being taught. Yeah. it just, it just, it just normalizes, or the parents, and,
1: sure. and many times these laws have no effect because you do not have a system to go into the schools. You can pass a law, but if you don't have a system to go in and inspect and go in to see what's going on well, and, the and see it, the, and a
3: lot of times the ch- children
1: are not knowledgeable enough to realize what they're being taught, and
3: they, they're not they're not. They're not with it enough to to realize. Oh, I'm being brainwashed with something here. I need to tell my parents.
2: Always talk to your children about what they're being taught.
1: I mean, Always and, and, talk and, and to your children. Just don't trust the yeah, government. Yeah, but it's just sometimes the children are not going to tell you everything. Sure. It well, goes I'm not on saying they will. I'm just saying, but you yeah. sh- that's something every yeah. parent has got to get used to doing anymore. Yeah, my parents did it
2: back in the in the fifties and sixties. My dad, when we had dinner, of course, we sat down at dinner every night, uh, he would start saying, well, what they teach you in school today?
1: You know? Yeah.
2: And we'd all talk about it.
1: Yeah, you'd bring your books home, and you could open up the books and yeah, see what they're anymore. teaching your kids. So uh, I'll tell you what... Uh, the one way to do it, I believe, the one way to do it, hold them accountable is the people having a choice. When people have a choice, then uh, then they'll be able to hold them accountable at that. Well, point. And they'll also be more invested
3: that way. That's it's they'll they'll do their research more. I think because you know if 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 the government gives you the option, hey, we're going to let you make a choice here. You can take this eight thousand dollar voucher, ten thousand dollar voucher, whatever it is, and you can take your child to a private school or, or to some other. Um, hopefully that happens home next, next and, uh, time. Or, to get or you can just go ahead and leave them in
1: the government school there and and hope the best. On the on the confidential gender support plan from Fayetteville Schools, they actually have a scale in this plan that measures the parents' level of support hmm. for their children's authentic gender identity, whatever their authentic. Is it a confidential? Confidential. It's a confidential oh. – a uh, gender support plan. Oh,
3: so they're gonna they're gonna hide they're gonna hide the information from parents. Oh like. yeah,
1: definitely. So, so they actually measure on a scale of one to ten how supportive the parents are of the child's. Uh, they call it authentic gender identity. So then they know how much to hide it from the parents or how much information to share so, with the so parents. By, by so authentic gender, that means the one they're pretending. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever they woke up at that day. So. Uh, it has nothing to I do with know, reality. I but, I just, just, so they're hiding things from the parents. And if children are trying to hide it from the parents in the schools, then uh, it's a bad thing. You just need a ch- you, need, you need a choice. But uh, I've seen bills passed and, and these things before, and then they not have a, a part of the agency that's going to go around and make sure that the law is being followed. You, well, they it, passed a law that, you know, certain history has to be taught back to a certain time. And, and, they, and they don't and, teach it right. And, and, and they don't teach well, it right. Like, like
3: so. there's, a, there's, a, there's a law in the books for the Freedom of Information Act requests that it's a criminal offense not to comply with it. But as far as I know, there's never been a single case where a government official has been prosecuted, like actually charged with a crime because they failed to comply with it. Now, they get sued all the time, and they lose all the time. But as far as I know, there's never been a single case where a government official has actually been prosecuted and convicted, even though they're obviously guilty. They, They lose in
1: court. So many times they'll just change the name of it or name something that oh, applies. Yeah. You won't hear them and say then, CRT anymore. No, no. So CRT's gone, but they'll all be talking. Say we can't say CRT, but well, they're going to they're going to teach their agenda, and it's going to be there. And if you don't have people in the schools, and if you don't have some system, you know that's just like having the laws without having any police officers. And uh, there shouldn't have to be any laws for stuff like that anyway. If they teach things that don't agree with the parents' morals or what the parents are trying to teach their kids, if they get away from reading, writing, and arithmetic and the things that they're supposed to be teaching kids and start teaching them that, you know, there is no God and – yeah, Selling and you two daddies, right? Exactly. Then, uh, then parents should have be able to take their tax money and take their kids somewhere else. So we're about to see if uh, we, we've talked about the transition team. We've talked about all this real change, and we, there's been some good things. But uh, we're about to find out if the uh, Republicans of Arkansas are willing to take on the establishment.
2: All right. And I go along with what Condit says, here because we've run into things like this before, things that have been taught in the school system. And they said that what the legislature should be doing is school standards should be set up to say gender identity programs are not to be a part of K-12 through public education. I go along with that. At a very minimum, uh, they said the law should be changed from an opt-out to an opt-in where well, the school must seek permission before including any student in any part of a gender identity program or instruction.
3: Well, and what they're lab to do is that they might technically follow the law by just giving the student a packet of stuff that their parents are more than likely not going to read at the beginning of the school year and, and put in the fine print, perhaps.
2: Here's the bottom line, all right? None of this will change until school boards... Stop trying to put this crap in the the school system. the reality is parents should not trust And that's where parents have to hold their school boards accountable. I mean, this is why I've been yelling about Cabot. Cabot's trying to do a lot of the stuff behind the scenes where there's no transparency at all. Uh, They go into executive session at times for things that – should not be considered under executive
3: consent. Cool. And how do you how do you hold them accountable for these, these executive sessions? Because you can't actually audit them.
1: You hey, can't, the school you can't boards sit in on them. The school boards don't know what's being taught to the children. The school boards aren't going through all this curriculum. This stuff is coming. Uh, this stuff is coming from all over this agenda they're having to teach to the test that they're getting from the federal government and uh if they don't do very well on the test so the school board doesn't know what all's going on in the schools well, I mean, when my dad was on the school board, they approved the books and they actually saw what was in the classrooms. Mm-hmm. My kids did K through twelve at home, and I can tell you, I knew school board members, and they had no idea What's that what on? my kids would saw I didn't have any idea until they started doing k twelve at home and When I saw it, there wasn't any elected officials that knew what was going on. The mm-hmm. school board members didn't know what was going on and uh, but the teachers. We're told, you know, just to show them the material and and go on with it. So uh, uh, there's only one way to do it, and that's have a choice. All right. Got to take a
2: break. Let's do that. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about this uh, discussion here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I want to remind you about P.I. Roofing. There's still a lot of people in the area I live in, out in Cabot, Ward, BB, Austin, that need uh, roofing done because of uh, the hailstorm we had several months back. I mean, once you get in line to get it done, you got to wait until it's your turn to get it done. It's just that simple. Uh, I've been talking to Joel; they're looking for people to give them a call. They've uh, they've got most people done. If you're still one of those folks that are sitting out there wanting to get it done, you'll say just give them a call five zero one seven zero seven thirty five. Fifty one, and they'll come out. Take a look at your roof, identify the problem, take pictures of it. In fact, get with the appraiser from your insurance company, work out uh, you know the the cost of uh, you know maybe putting a whole roof on or a part of a roof or whatever, and work that out with you and uh, get it and fix it and uh, make it so that uh, you pay as little as possible for that and your insurance takes care of most of it. Uh, but to do that, you got to talk to somebody about it. So call uh, PI Roofing today. Uh, call them at 501-707-3551 and they'll help you out. Or just go on piroofing.com. That's piroofing.com and they can do it right there on the internet. All right, back with you again. This article is on uh, conduitnews.com and uh, you know they've been on uh, my show many a time. This is a good series that they've done about how to get uh, and how to deal with uh things that are being taught in your school system that you probably don't even know. For instance, uh in part 2 of the series and you can get all three parts of it there on the website. Uh, They included a quote from a Fayetteville school teacher who said a parent objected to the school library having the book genderqueer, but the administration deemed the book was appropriate for students. Under the 2021 law, the book would be materials, and parents and guardians should have been notified about the book and given the opportunity to opt out their child from access to all such gender identity materials. That's why I go along with what they're saying here when they should have an opt-in type situation. You can not get, get in Look, we shouldn't have to worry about those kinds of materials, all right? We shouldn't have to worry about them, but you do. Well, imagine imagine hiring a babysitter get them out of there.
3: Imagine imagine hiring a babysitter for your kids and you, you know and, and you assume well this 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 babysitter's not going to show porn to your children. You you should you don't you don't automatically assume, well, we have to actually opt our kids out of the babysitter showing them porn. No. If they're gonna show your kids they need to tell you that first. If they're gonna do that and you find out
2: about it, they should be shown the door.
3: Well, if 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 the doors, if you're going to open the door before you send them through it, well, I'm but I'm mean, talking like, about but, a
2: babysitter. I, I, that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying.
3: But I mean, the, the the reality is that you would be very upset if a babysitter did this with your children.
1: That's that's just you know a law seldom changes a whole lot. If someone's determined to do something, if if your kids in that system, if they won't take that out of the book like you said, or if they won't have the That book should not be in the library. They said it was against the law. I mean, it's time to take your kids out of that school system. Absolutely. It's time to take them out.
3: Why would you trust – Government officials who have proven themselves
1: like that. I mean, they say, as they say, you know, the fish stinks from the head down. I mean, the very top of that school system supports that, and they're going to find a way to integrate it into it. So,
2: if they're doing it, yeah, that's what. You're right about that. They'll uh, just
3: change the vernacular uh, or the, you know, uh, the lexicon, so
2: to speak.
1: And,
3: And you can and you can use different words. You can you can you can change your approach. You can just use kind of sleight of hand with it. But a lot of times, it's like you can teach socialism without ever using the word. You can teach a lot of these things without ever using the terminology. You just immerse them in it.
2: One thing I am glad to see is that in some schools where
3: teachers have taken it upon
2: themselves to teach this stuff and know that it's wrong and it's not part of the curriculum, they're firing those teachers now and getting them out of those school systems. I'm happy to see that that's happening and uh, that's the kind of thing we got
1: to hope that well, uh, will always happen. But you know, if the leadership supports that type of curriculum, then they're going well, to the the fire. Fire. Fire, fire the teachers. that will fire the Fire
2: it's time then to fire the the people that you've elected on your school boards and stuff. You need to get rid of them. Yeah, that's what you got to do. I I got to ask, and I won't say what school district, but I'll just say this. Should a should a superintendent get a three thousand dollar raise when sixty three percent of your senior class can't read at grade level? Should you give them? I mean, seriously, should you give them more
3: money?
1: That doesn't sound like they their should have to. Success compete. Rate, rate is very good. They're going to have to compete. If you've got a monopoly on something, mm-hmm. then. Uh, you can do whatever you want to if you have a monopoly. Oh, sure. But people need a choice. Mm-hmm. And when you give people a choice, then the schools will have a choice. Either listen to the oh. parents... And, and get rid of some of this garbage, or they will take their kids somewhere else. But right now, the parents are getting robbed for their kids' education, and then they have no control of the money once the once they get it taken right. away and, from and, and them.
3: And j- just sit back and think about this. So I was at, at the Capitol several years ago. I sat down, and talked with a um, a lobbyist. Actually, he was actually work- he was a state funded lobbyist at that time. I think kind of. But um, and we were just kind of talking about. You know how much money is going to educate so-called educate these children? At that time, I think the average was eleven thousand per student per year. It's about sixty percent of the of the uh,
2: tax budget in here in was, Arkansas. But if you sit down for and think,
3: of, if you sit down and think about that, even at eleven thousand dollars per student per year, so if you've got a class of twenty-five students, that's two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars each year. What could you and I do? with over a quarter million dollars to educate 25 students. I mean, I could do a lot more than the schools are doing pretty easily, I think. I mean, it's, it's, and then where is all this money going? How are they spending over a quarter million dollars a year on twenty-five students every year. You need to be listening to my show, Bud. <laughs> yeah, What they, I'm just saying. No, administrators. It's all there, available ad, to ad, you. Ad, in, administrators, in administrators pile up with with expenses. You got school buildings that are just extravagant. You've got all kinds of things where they where they blow money.
1: And where they spend the most money is usually where the worst scores are at. But hey, this is just. We know what the answer is. Is take give the parents more say of where that money goes and uh, we're not going to get it killed but we need to give people an option and when you give people an option then then they will have some say in what what goes but if a parent doesn't have an option if they don't have a choice then uh,
3: yeah you end up with the the monopoly situation where it doesn't make any difference what the what the government is providing what kind of service they're providing either take it or you go to jail
1: You know, I I see there's always people that say, uh, well, the conservative test, and and they rate all the legislators by this or that, and they'll have all these different tests. Well, hey, my test is going to be the next coming years if they support school choice or not you know you can say that you're for more freedom and less government and more parental control over the education system but let's see it see it let's see well,
3: it i think i think this will be a um an interesting session coming up and i think this is one of those things where parents need to call you need to call your legislator not not just parents you know retired people young people that are, are married start calling your legislators now and yes and um, encourage them because the fact is they're going to get hammered by tax-funded lobbyists, i.e., the teachers and the administrators.
2: All right, we got to take a break. We'll pick this up again on the other side. Bill O'Reilly is with us now. Let's continue on. We're man, we're moving right along here. We're almost done with this hour. Um, I want to come back talk about something I meant to talk about Friday, uh, and I didn't have time to get to it. Here is a, a, a question. Did you hear what Simmons uh, Arena said on Friday? Uh, That's going to change a lot of stuff up coming up in the uh, uh, spring or early summer uh, for uh, high schools all over uh, central Arkansas. They made the announcement on Friday that they'll no longer do uh, um, school graduations at Simmons. Because they've had, in the the last year, uh, during the graduations, they had too many shootings. I think there was three shootings at uh, three different graduations. And they're saying they're just not going to do it anymore. So where do these schools go now to do their graduation ceremonies? I mean, Cabot doesn't even have a big enough football field to do a graduation in, do we? Well, they've got a
1: pretty good-sized football field. You just have to do one Not for the parents and everybody. Yeah, you just have to do one of them Thursday night, one of them Friday night, one Saturday do a nice, night. Do
2: three, four
1: nights in a row. <laughs> yeah, just line them up do four nights do in a
2: row. I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, A through D graduates Monday, and D through I goes to – I have no idea how they're going to do this. I just know that I saw one high school – uh, said that they were going to Barton, and I can think of a lot of places I would go to before I go to Barton Arena. And uh, number uh, number two is over oh, down at UALR, uh, at their arena down there. They're saying they're they'll do uh, graduation ceremonies, but that seems like if you're trying to avoid shootings, that's like getting out of the frying pan and into the fire
1: down there. They, well, they got all kinds was, who of Who was shootings. doing the shootings? Was it people coming to the graduations or was it just yeah. in the streets they're in the neighborhood? Sure.
2: I don't know if they even know, to be
1: honest with you. I mean you I have don't to identify the problem and yeah. where the problem's coming from. Well if they, they identify the it. problem.
2: Some people are shooting. Okay, fine, we just won't do it here. <laughs> all right.
1: So they're yeah, they gonna still have concerts. They <laughs> not have shootings they, they have they shootings do. for no, graduations, they but yeah. they're not concerts. They haven't had any, I don't know. It may just be that we you've got um
3: situations where we, they, they figure well this guy's uncle is going to be showing up to that graduation so it's a good opportunity to pop him that's crazy who knows well i, I mean it's concerts are a little more random but the graduation did, i didn't are i didn't say that it was you know
2: logical. smart or logical it it's just the way it is anymore and uh well in the parking is if you when you're when you're voting for mayor
3: you need to be thinking about those things mm-hmm. Well, I assume the parking around Simmons Arena is um, a lot of times you park it on the street and, and around there. So it's you, you park in the back alleys you, in some areas. Yeah, you, you may you may end up walking quite a ways, whereas like uh, Barton Coliseum that's at the fairgrounds, right? Yeah. And then so I guess you can park within the
1: perimeter. Well, not a, but, yeah, not always. But inside always. Barton
3: Arena,
2: not the best per- place in the world. Let me tell you that you can still smell the elephants when they used to. <laughs> When they used to bring the circus there, what can I tell you? Wow. And it's, but uh, yeah, I I just, folks, we got a real problem. I mean, you got a real problem. You can choose whether you want to come to you know Little Rock, uh, the shop, or whatever uh, during the time of you know this all going on again. And and somebody brought up something that I asked months ago. Is this not like banging in the rock again back in the 90s? It's exactly the same thing all over again. All over again, and why did it happen before? because they they corralled the police in and wouldn't let them do their job, and
1: they 're doing the same thing now. I saw an interview of a police officer in Little Rock, and they asked him how widespread this problem was, and he says, really it's just a small group of repeat offenders hmm. and I thought, well, i can 't believe that came out of his mouth. if this is a small group of of repeat offenders, why are they not in custody in jail if you- no, why, they, they why aren't they? I mean, if, if you got a bunch of
3: people, repeat offenders, i.e., murderers, why aren't they in the graveyard? Yeah, why? Why, why are they still walking around? If they, if someone has proven themselves, they cannot be trusted. They're too evil. You know what? Why not just, just stop? Yeah, if they can't play nice. Uh, it, but
2: people, then you take you got to take them away from the people. Get them, get them out of there. There's it,
1: certain group of people that do not need to be in public, and there are certain people that it's just
2: like a swimming pool. If if you grow an algae and you put an extra dose of chlorine in there, sometimes you got to you know raise the chlorine level a little bit to take care of the people that are bothering you.
3: Some of these people, they're just taking up good air. I mean, I'm sorry, they're they're a problem. <laughs> they're, they're killing people. They're look. I mean, we don't we don't need to burden the prison system with them. We don't need to burden the taxpayers with them. If they're really if they're really proving themselves, then why are they continuing to walk free? Well, they
1: shouldn't be walking free. That's for sure. No, but and
3: why, why are they, they even breathing? Why are they breathing? breathing? That's they a breathing? good question. Why are they? Why are they continuing to take up good air?
1: Yeah, we spend a lot of money on a lot of things. The question is, is is keeping the community safe a priority or not? No, a, and a, how much money? That deal how in, much money are you willing to spend? Yeah, okay. I
2: know. I know. This is not in in Arkansas or Little Rock specifically. It's in New York, but that guy that. Sucker punched that guy. Did you see the video of that? He was no. standing behind him and punched him and hit him so hard. I mean, the guy—you can tell the guy is out as soon as the punch landed, mm. and then he smashed his head into the ground as he fell and everything had a brain bleed, and I think he hasn't gotten out of the hospital yet. And uh, they found out this guy had a had a, a you know a wrap sheet a mile long, mm. and. They had said attempted murder at first, and then the judge only got him for some, uh, you know, something like uh, I don't know, uh, probably disturbing the peace kind of uh, thing, and uh, was uh, no big deal. And the and the governor called uh, the mayor, the prosecuting attorney, in fact and uh, made them go back out and arrest this guy. They let him back out. They just let him walk out on the street. Uh, He was a rapist, convicted uh, rapist.
3: I think that's another issue is is that in so many cases we don't prioritize the justice system in, in, in the ways that we should. And so a lot of times what happens is that they have a lot of plea bargaining going on. And their justification for that, in part, is that um, everything's on? overcrowded. Yeah, Well, there's, there's not enough capacity for, for, for courts and trials, and so they, they, they have plea deals. So uh, when, when I think it, it's, it's probably north of 90 percent, especially of the, of the more serious cases, that never go to court. They, they get pled out. And so somebody takes a deal. And it's, it's either a really good deal for the criminal who got, got away with murder, perhaps, or it's some innocent guy who's just terrified into being found guilty when he was innocent because they, he was intimidated into taking a plea deal. And so I, I think th- that's a very serious problem that needs to be addressed. And um, when, I, when I've talked to prosecutors and, and whoever else, it's like it can't be done because we just don't have the capacity. Well, what are we here for? We, we've got parks. We've got bike trails. We've got all sorts of this uh, silly luxury stuff, but you don't have the capacity to actually to give people trials. Let's find out if they're actually innocent or guilty. Not, stop with this um, plea bargaining stuff. Well, are you, are you... to stop that, you got
2: to stop what is the bottom-line reason for it. And one is just that, you got people in law enforcement just just plain stupid. I mean, here's your card, Uh, stupid. You can't cure stupid. I understand that, but you can unelect it. And uh, the other is you're going to have to spend some money to incarcerate these people. If that's the way you want to do it, you don't want to be done with them. Then that's what you gotta do. You gotta you
1: gotta incarcerate them, and you need to build another prison in this state. And the root well. also, you you have to put the blame some of the blame back on the public school system. Also, we were just talking about that. If you teach people in school from a very early age that there is no God and everybody came from a bowl of soup, and and we're just animals sure. and anybody else, and you 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 break up the family on purpose, you destroy the family by incentivizing people. People not to get married or or to get divorced because of tax advantages, then uh, so if you destroy the family and you destroy religion and the foundation of where right and wrong comes from, you do not have a functioning society and it, that is no, it's I th- by design I, th- I think it's by that, design I
3: think that's a huge part of it is the fact that we don't have a, a functional We don't have functional families in America. We've got... It's it. I mean, that's all it is. I think at this point, probably, what, 60 or 70 percent of children grow up either with parents who are never married or they get divorced by the time they're they're grown. And so you, you have so much chaos... With these kids growing up, you can't expect them to be highly functional and, and highly moral.
1: The school's teaching them, you know, they can be a boy or a girl, or That's they true. can be whatever they want to be, and there is no God, and their parents are crazy. Don't listen to your parents, because your parents don't know anything. They're uneducated, so... uh, uh People, this society has been designed and has been going a long ways. All these people are dependent on the government to take care of them, and that's the way they want it. All right. Final break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk more. We're talking
2: important stuff here. Hope you're, you know, getting. uh Involved in uh, the thought process there, and uh, you got some ideas about what you think should be done. Uh, The phone lines are open, of course, 501. 823-0965, 823-0965, if you want to ch- chime in. I, th- I personally feel we need to build another ma- maximum security prison here in, uh, in Arkansas. I'll support that. I'll pay a little extra for that. In fact, I think I shouldn't even have to pay a little extra. It's cut back programs that we don't need that we know we don't need that we just waste the money on and take that money and use it to to build the the necessary facilities that we need hey don't forget about pat davis pat davis will uh uh, sit down talk with you whether you just want to do it on the phone or you want to meet him in person he does about 80 percent of his business right over the phone uh, about uh, buying health insurance and saving you money 30 to 50 percent and it's actual insurance it's not a share plan, you get rid of all those copays, you cut back on all those deductibles, and you'll save thirty to fifty percent on your health insurance. Let's say you're paying uh, you know a thousand dollars a month right now for your health insurance. So let's say you're only paying you know five hundred dollars after Pat gets done, you just you just saved yourself about six grand. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. To, at least six grand's a lot of money to me. Uh, talk to Pat Davis about saving money on your health insurance and the way he does it. It's uh, Pat Davis at 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. Or visit him online at yourhealthplanman.com. Back with your final segment. Monday morning, going to be a little rainy today, going to have rain on and off. Let me tell you what, if you're going down to the south, take an umbrella for sure, galoshes and a canoe, because <laughs> you may need it before <laughs> it today. Does, it does look, like, does look like they're getting a little
0: bit
3: of rain <laughs> A lot. In Louisiana. In East, Louisiana, East,
2: southern uh, Arkansas, and eastern Texas are... The big Piney area getting a lot of rain today. So be aware they're calling for a lot of flash flooding. I guess they had flash flooding yesterday in Dallas. They had mm-hmm. so much rain, a lot of flash flooding there. So keep that in mind if uh, you're traveling to the south. You're going to run into a lot of rain. Today here in our area, about 40% chance. you got a bigger chance of not
3: getting in rain than you do getting kind of in rain. Kind of, we saw the radar earlier. It looked like the northern half of the state. It's probably not going to get hardly anything at all. And maybe only about the lower third is going to get.
2: Yeah. Well, you know that you know it's bad when Fox News is doing weather and they're showing your area as being <laughs> bad news to be in today <laughs> as far as that's concerned. By the way, one final thing I did want to bring up here in this hour. Uh, I was sent in uh, a uh, article. Let me bring it up here. I got to find it real fast. Uh and just talking about, uh, I was sent a, a text. And uh, I, I've been telling you that uh, George Soros has been uh, targeting uh, the prosecutors' races and things of that nature uh, with money to try to get to this low bail kind of stuff that they, that they got going on as far as uh, um, crime is concerned. And I'm looking for the article here. It is right here. Uh, Family Council published this. And uh, George Soros is donating uh, money to Democratic Party of Arkansas. Uh, in June, Soros gave uh, a little over $9,000 to the Democratic Party of Arkansas. According to documents uh, filed with the Arkansas Secretary of State's office, Soros previously gave $321,000. In April, to the Arkansas Justice and Public Safety PAC, an independent expenditure committee based in Washington D.C., to support Alicia Walton for prosecuting attorney in Pulaski and Perry counties. Walton lost the election to Will Jones. And may I got to get Will on talk to him? He'll be taking over for Larry Jegley here in the near future. Uh, Soros is known for promoting left-wing policies such as marijuana legalization. As far as family council can tell, uh, this is the first time that George Soros has shown a direct interest in elections in Arkansas. So keep that in mind.
1: I think they're going to go after Secretary of State because they have so much pow- power over elections. So if you get the Secretary of State's office, then you can start affecting how the polling positions are run and the voting centers are run in Arkansas. So watch out for these people. They, they want to disrupt the election system. They want to Soros disrupt—
2: does not like America. Know that. He does not like our country.
1: No, uh, they want federal control is what they want. I believe that the reason that people want to defund the local and state police is because they want a federal police they can control like the uh, Justice uh-huh. Department.
3: I think that's kind of similar to the, the, the gigantic businesses is that giant corporations are a whole lot easier to control than small businesses. And so what you end up with is some of these corporations have practically become government agencies in some respects. And they're, they're kind of an incestuous relationship where you have um, the the the, um, the giant corporations um, funding a lot of campaigns in, in in many cases, and and they're they're having huge influence on legislation, and and some sometimes these they they will um, lobby for for regulations that will drive out their competition or make it harder for their competition to stay afloat float, and then. Um, and they can they can make convincing arguments to legislators who are there just some of them just trying to do the right thing but it sounds like a good idea it sounds like a good plan for the state we're going to provide these services and and but in the meantime we're going to drive off these small business owners who who, oh, yeah. who we- can't compete because this 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 regulation is, it's too big of a hurdle to step over.
1: There's a high water level for businesses at some point where they can't compete, and if you are a single uh, location and you're competing with a nationwide company, Mm -hmm. all they have to do is raise the bar a certain level to take out most of their competition. It's happened in meat packing plants, it's happened in dairy farms, Mm -hmm. but you know the ideal situation seems to be, Paul, is whenever the phone companies and the internet companies and all these companies can just go to the government and get a contract, and then just uh, get a monopoly, then just give us the surface we need, and uh, they just deduct it out of our check All right.
3: well and so, so an example of this is so, so I think is uber and lyft these these ride sharing programs they were having a little bit of throw, kickback from some of the local cities because the taxi operators didn 't like having to compete with them well, so they got a law passed on a state where they could do it statewide they could do their have their service statewide, but one of the things they got. Into that law was, I think, it was a fifteen thousand dollar licensing fee. Well, for for a large corporation like Uber or Lyft, that fifteen thousand dollar a year fee is no big deal. But if you want to start a, try to start up a, a company like that, then you know if you've got if you've got one car, you can't afford the fifteen thousand dollar license. All right,
2: that wraps it up for today. Just some of the things that are going on in your neighborhood and in your state here on uh, the Dave Ellsworth Show. R.D., we thank you for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Paul, thank you for coming in as well. I'll be back at 9 o'clock. Ryan Norris from uh, uh, the Arkansas Division of Americans for uh, Prosperity will join me. We'll talk about is this whole thing of uh, defeating inflation through the inflation reduction bill, uh, working for uh, Biden. And it's a two-letter answer, so you know the answer before I even get here back at 9 o'clock. But we'll talk about it when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you, 9 o'clock. The Dave Ellswick Show continues on a Monday. And uh, joining us today is uh, Ryan Norris. Ryan, of course, is the uh, Arkansas State Chapter Leader of, you know, Americans for Prosperity. like having him on and spending some time with us. And we want to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act, which is a misnomer, misnamed, Completely by uh, the Democrats, but uh, well, I, I, Ryan, it amazes me. I, I watch the talking heads on the weekends, and I, I and I watch uh, things that they drop in the news, and and this this energy secretary. Her going into the thing. Hey, we're going to give you a big deal on putting solar panels on right. your house. You know, it may only cost three hundred. It may cost three hundred dollars for a solar panel, but we'll knock twenty percent of that off, and you can put a bunch of them on your home. You want to know what most people in Arkansas can't afford that? Can't afford it. Nope. Just cannot afford it. And uh, they, and here's the other thing. Here's what something that they won't talk about. You put. Uh, let's say you go into debt to do it. Yeah, uh, you you say okay. Let's. Uh, I want to become solarified here at my house, and I'm going to put on uh, ten ten panels, and that's going to run me, you know, three grand or thirty grand or whatever. And I, and I'd like uh, to be able to pay that off over the next, let's say, six years.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, don't 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 think that you're going to sell your house. You know because. You're going to talk to people and say, well, yeah, we got solar panels on there. Well, you still owe on those solar panels until they're paid for. Right. If you sold the house and there wasn't enough money off the sale to pay for the solar panels, you're going to still pay for the solar panels, just the way it works. Right. So uh, do you want to go into debt and try to do that, or do you not want to sell your house? Because that's <laughs> what it comes down to, because it's going to be hard to convince people, well, buy my house, you know. It's all taken care of, solar-wise. You don't have to worry about it. Right. Except you have to pay for it. Right. Yeah.
4: And on top of that, you know, uh, there's a Forbes article out there that hits some of this green policy that's inside the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. And the title of it is Remember Solyndra. You know, five. I got to tell you what—that's the first
2: thing off of my top of my head when I heard that they were going to spend as much money as they were going to spend on uh, green energy. Solyndra is the first name that popped into my mind. Yep. We saw that ha- what and, happened during uh, the Obama administration.
4: Yep. And that was five hundred and seventy million dollars of taxpayer dollars that just evaporated. Yeah, totally. Totally evaporated. And so, what when you have these? Uh, when you allow government to start trying to pick winners and losers and the trough starts getting filled up with funds, guess what's happened? People who may not even be expert in the area jump in to try to get a piece of that action.
2: Well, let's talk about that for a second, because word is coming out now that all that money that the federal government just shoveled out for COVID, they think that that is the biggest uh, amount of government waste Ever yeah. in the history of our country. I forget how many billions of dollars they're talking There was some lady who said that she had a business that had 100 employees, which she didn't, and uh, she just got caught here recently, but, I mean, she owes like $10 million. Right, right. And
4: there are other scenarios, too, that, you know, they – you know, I'm, I'm all for – if government breaks it, government tries to fix it and government did break our economy. But the way that it went about trying to fix it made made the Made it worse. Made it worse. And there were stories, you know, friends of mine that I know that uh when it came time to have uh renters assistance and their rentor was getting their renters assistance, they never ended up seeing a dime as the leaser. They They would go by and there's a brand new car, you know, that they're probably not going to be able to afford. But, you know, they use that for the down payment. You had situations like that. And that's fraud against against that, you know, against the government. When you're saying I'm going to take I'm getting money for housing, but then you use it for something else that goes that way. You also had you know, friends of mine who said that they went through the whole process and they said, I only needed X amount of dollars to keep my business. That's all I need. And they would go to their bank accounts, and it'd be multiple times that and they're like, "What in the world? Why is this?" Well, you know, we just made an error. Well, I don't need this. I need to give it back. Well, don't worry. Don't worry about it because it'll be. You have to go through the paperwork. All
2: yeah, again. yeah. And
4: they're just like, man, can the government not even get help right?
2: <laughs> well, it's they can't get nothing right. I mean, when you're talking that much money, and then how many people are are keeping oversight on it? Yeah, what 10, 20 people maybe? Maybe,
4: but I don't know if they're going to... I'm gonna, just saying maybe. Maybe. I don't know if they're going to turn any of these 87,000 IRS agents into oh that. Oh, my God. I doubt it. I
2: Get doubt ready. It. That's going to be... And then when they say, yeah, tw- and they're going to generate 20 or two hundred, two hundred million 200 million dollars, somewhere in their contract or in their job description, they will have to produce X amount of dollars. I guarantee you that they will have to produce that money or... You won't have a job. Yeah.
4: Yeah. They'll they'll probably set some. But you get a
2: gun and ammo out of it.
4: (laughs) I saw some of those videos. Have you seen some of those videos of the training?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary. It is. I I can guarantee you. But here's what I really am scared about, scared about about this, and we're going to move on. Uh, And that is, you got these guys that got guns. They show up. Let's say they show up at your house, and they will, and they, uh, they want to see this paper or that paper, and uh, you're not letting them do it. So they report you <clears throat> as being somebody who's dangerous. And so they show up with a search warrant for your home, and it's, uh, you know, specious. It's wide open, what they can look for. And they find guns. They can confiscate your guns at that point. Mm. I really think that that's something people are going to have to watch about I really do. If they can't get them one way, they may get them another way. Just just keep keep that in mind. All right, well, let's talk about this. I know that Americans for Prosperity has got to have been keeping their finger on this whole inflation reduction thing. You all have been uh, going out and selling gas at, you know, year-to-year prices. Uh, and I, I like some of the other things. You did the thing over in uh, yeah uh, what was it in pine Bluff doing mm-hmm. the kids' haircuts yeah how much how much was the difference in haircuts? Well,
4: we actually gave these haircuts away for free,
2: oh, okay,
4: and so there were families there that said that extra you know twenty dollars of savings for the week was going to help them with groceries. Uh, some families had multiple children, and so right. that was a big deal. And uh, just the the city of Pine Bluff, I mean, they really Pops Barbershop. If you need a haircut, Pops Barbershop down there, three hundred one South Main. That's a free okay. plug. I'll have I'll have to have to uh, I'll charge connect. you later. Yeah, charge me later. Put that on my <laughs> tab, uh, Dave. Because uh, they did such a great job. We we purchased one hundred and fifty haircuts. He threw in additional haircuts. Paid for for food for the kids. Oh and everything. wow! It was really beautiful seeing them come together. And the interesting part is. Everybody's saying the same thing. We've been we've been a northwest Arkansas, Northeast Arkansas, Southeast Arkansas, Southwest Arkansas, Central Arkansas. You've seen all of Arkansas. I've seen it all and <laughs> and, uh, and love every inch of it. And the people everywhere are saying gasoline prices are too high, energy costs are too high, food costs are too high everywhere they turn, they're getting squeezed more and more, and then the government wants to come out with something like the Inflation Reduction Act that does not reduce inflation, no. spends more money, yes. will cost us more, because when you set minimum, you know, 15% minimum corporate tax, there isn't a magic box they pull money out of as a corporation. It comes from they the They don't consumer. have a money tree? Nope, not a money tree. You can't shake the money tree.
2: I never could find that for my father, either. Uh,
4: yeah. It, it, you know, I always was questioning as a kid, be like, you sure money doesn't grow on trees? Well, then I grew up and found out it doesn't yeah but the government believes it does yes they do and so i'm having conversations today with people who get it we were in pine bluff yesterday and a young lady was telling me she goes i noticed you all are talking about abundant energy and for us what that means is we need all energy options on the table energy is one of the ways we have brought our civilization out of poverty you know we've found ways to have cheap abundant energy and when you have an administration that says where 90% of your energy is coming from, we're against it. Yep. And then they start trying to suppress it. These individuals I'm sitting down with in Pine Bluff and in Fort Smith, we can't, I myself can't afford an $80,000 electric vehicle, you know, and that, they're saying that. They're like, we don't get why the administration is so bent on one form of energy and so and you can see that in this bill they've only put investments in mm-hmm. that are going to be solar wind you know those kind of things and we think that those are fine but you want to have all options on the table we haven't built a new plant in decades france is even ramping that up now uh, germany
2: opening three nuclear plants
4: yes there's a there's a way of doing of of having cheap energy. That's one thing we need to talk about. Additionally, with uh, capacity on oil and gas, we haven't built a new refinery in decades. And expanding a refinery is nigh unto impossible due to government regulations and the things that they have to go through. So all of these choke points that are instigated by government, usually informed by ideology and not what the needs of the people actually are, that is causing your inflation to go up and up. And then on top of that, they borrow money, which they're going to have to do for the the items they're paying for, quote unquote, in the Inflation Reduction Act, and dumping it on top of the supply chain issues, meaning your dollar becomes worth less and less. And so we've talked about that. Called it. We call it pay more, get less, because that's what Washington seems to be uh, doing right now.
2: Well, it doesn't seem like they they're doing it. They are. Yeah doing it. All right. We're going to continue our conversation here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Ryan Norris is here, good friend of the show. Uh, we are a good friend of his organization. We believe in what they stand for, and uh, I've had them on for years. I mean literally years here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. They're at 3000 Cavanaugh, Sweet E. Eric Coleman like you to drop by, see what he's got in his cases, talk to you about anything that you would like to build. Uh, Bring in some, uh, you know, uh, estate jewelry you might have. Let him price that for you. Might be some uh, money involved in that, in the transaction. And uh, he can just do a lot of good things for you because he does the repairs and everything else. A lot of people don't know a lot of the big uh, jewelry stores around here. Got, you know, letters in their names and things of that nature. They go to Eric for all their repairs. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, three thousand Cavanaugh Suite E, open Monday through Saturday, ten to six, and you can call them at five zero one two four six thirty six fifty five. Americans for Prosperity, Ryan uh, Norris is here. He is the state uh, spokesman, chairman, putentate, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he he does not wear the buffalo hat with the the horns on no i don't okay he doesn't he doesn't do that but uh, i wanted to have him on because i knew that americans for prosperity had probably sat down and took a look at the uh, inflation reduction act and broke it down in bite-sized pieces to kind of help you understand what's going on so i'm going to kind of turn this over to him and uh, are there any good things we see in this piece of legislation we have found
4: none um, there isn't anything in there. The closest that we can get every now and then is to find something that is basically a neutral position. Okay. Where it's not going to really affect anything particularly. But just from the outset, if you look at the title, the Inflation Reduction Act, and that is what it's titled – that is a completely political title. It actually, oh yeah. The uh, the budget office, con- Congressional Budget Office, said this will not impact inflation, one in- decrease it at all. Yeah, either way, either way. And so, automatically, if someone is trying to pull the wool over your eyes by titling this as the Inflation Reduction Act, and when families are seeing inflation costing them an additional five thousand five hundred dollars on average per year. You should be angry about that.
2: Well, it's like when they came out with the Affordable Care Act. Right. It wasn't affordable. Right. And it had nothing to do with care. Right. And they have even have some of that
4: in this bill, trying to expand it and do additional uh, spends on that. And the spends that they're talking about are going to be about $30,000 per year per person they add, when traditional private insurances are about $7,000. So even per year, per person. Right. So you're looking at this, and you're saying even when they try to do good, government still can't. Do it at a cost that the free
2: market can oh, do. Of course not. You We've know. always known that.
4: Right. And so you should be angry, one, about the title because it, they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes. You should be upset about that. And then the other piece is just the spins themselves are going to add to inflation. They're, we are $30 trillion in debt, and it's rising on every day. They're going to add additional billions, hundreds of billions of dollars on top of this. And that's either going to be through debt that they borrow from other places or money that they print. And when they dump that money into the U.S. economy, your dollar and my dollar is is devalued more. And so it's going to actually, we think, have the reverse effect than what the title says, that it's going to increase inflation and not decrease inflation.
2: Well, the more you dump more money, free money basically, into the economy, the worse it gets. I mean, Manchin just drives me crazy because the first time that he wouldn't vote for this kind of legislation is that he said – you can't bring down inflation by putting more money into the, uh, uh, you know, into the finances of the United States. And he turns around and he votes for this, yeah. and it's doing the same thing, right? Exactly the same thing, right? Well, he he had to find a party loyalty vote that he could handle
4: before the midterms, I guess. And that's what this is. This is basically an attempt to kind of triage uh, the the negative. Uh, Sense that is out there across the political spectrum. That they're not doing anything. That they're not doing anything on it. And so not only are they not doing anything, they're doing things that are actually going to make the cost of living increase in our estimation. Yeah, and then you look at things where they're saying, okay, well, we're going to get those greedy corporations and put a 15% corporate minimum tax. Well, I don't know who may not understand how this works. Obviously, they don't. But corporations don't have magic... Cash registers that mm-hmm. produce dollars. It comes from creating a good or a service that they provide to a consumer, and the consumer pays and bears that cost. So when you increase taxes or set minimums, you know taxes for corporations, that's going to come down to your pocketbook. All those places that we go for our goods and our services that that um, that we get every day, they're going to pass that tax through to you. They're not going to just absorb it into their you know, in, into their profits. Let's let's
2: try to explain this in a way I think people can grab hold of. Look, I, I'm on Medicare. At, at 65, you get to go on Medicare whether you like it or not here in this country. So I'm on Medicare. And they just made an announcement that if you're uh, over 65, if you're a type 2 diabetic, they're freezing the cost of insulin at $35 a vial. Yeah. Okay, so um the only people to get that break though are people that are sixty five years or or older. Yeah. Well to make up for losing that money on the sixty five and older, they're just gonna make the people who have insurance right. that are younger than sixty five pay more for right. theirs. And Dave, my daughter's a type one diabetic. She's
4: she has she needs insulin. Yours is gonna go and up. And so mine's gonna go up. And uh, you know, that's just the way, that's the way that it's going to be, because this doesn't touch prices for any, anyone else other than the Medicaid. That's right. And so you're right. This is going to make it more and more difficult for those that are actually, you know, that are, that are in, in the market in their younger producing years. It's going to cost you more.
2: Well, let's talk about when they say that the federal government, using their muscle, read that power, uh, will negotiate these new drug prices. There's no negotiation involved when you deal no. with the government. They tell you what they're going to pay and you take it or leave it.
4: Yeah, and then be like, or you can talk to my 87,000 new IRS agents. Yeah. You know. So, so yeah, so it's one-sided, you know, going to definitely be a one-sided uh, situation there. The costs will get passed on or the supply will be decreased. You know, that's the way that that will be. That will be handled. Um, so... Again, not good for the consumer, not good for the average, uh, you know, for your average uh, Arkansan or American.
2: Yeah, absolutely not. It's absolutely not. I mean, you listen to Puderidge. Just buy an electric car. Why don't you just kiss my shiny white (laughs) you-know-what? That's the way I feel about it. Right. I mean, who are you to tell me I gotta, I've got to buy an electric car?
4: Right. And even with the subsidies that they're talking about here for the um, electric vehicles, you're we're still not going to be able to afford them.
2: No. No, and, rich people will be able to afford them because they're going to give them a break. And in reality,
4: many of these electric cars, <laughs> it takes two to three years to even receive it because they're behind.
2: And they got to have an American-made battery, which we don't make here in the United States. It,
4: it, all, all you can find, and in, in the conversations, again, we're having across the, the state and across the country, as an organization, a national organization, we have done over 100, and I want to say nearly 150, of these true cost of Washington events to where mm-hmm. we've lowered the price of gasoline down to what it was in January of 2021, or we're doing grocery events or barber
2: events. We'll come back and talk about it. All right? You have to hear this. Let me remind you, I think I'm right when I say this, 12 days to football season. I'm liking that. 12 days to football season. I'll, I'll do a show uh, before we get there talking about the SEC and who's going to have good years, who's going to have bad years. You know, everybody's saying we're going to have a good year. I'll believe it when it's all said and done, and we have done so. I thought we had a great year last year, to Good be year. honest with you. Good year. You know, as far as uh, what uh, Sam wanted to do, he uh, he did. He did all of it. But we got a tougher schedule this year than we did last year instead of uh, what New Mexico State we got Cincinnati this year first game out of the box (laughs) it's going to be a tough one hey don't forget about East End Towing East End Towing wants you to know that they're ready to handle any situation you might run into you're on the side of the road you know the first thing you want to do Get off of the side of the road. And to do that, call East End Towing, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. As I've told you, East End Towing uh, belongs to the Arkansas Towing Recovery Board. They're licensed, they're insured, and every one of their trucks are permitted. That is East End Towing. Put it in your phone, 501-888-8849. Forty-nine, Dave Ellswick Show. Ryan Norris is here. If you just joined us, he is the uh, chairman of the, uh, you know, uh, Americans for Prosperity uh, group here in Arkansas. They have uh, groups just about in every state in the union. And they want you to know the facts so that you can make, uh, you know, logical uh, decisions. And uh, they've been putting out information about the Inflation Reduction Act. Which is just the opposite of what it says that it is. And, uh, you know, Ryan, I I don't understand, and I don't know if you guys do this or you let other groups pick it up and and talk about it, Mm -hmm. but this whole Green New Deal that they want to do. I mean, it's it's crazy. Some right. of the things that they're looking at was it almost eight hundred million dollars for that?
4: Yeah, I mean, they are. It's billions of dollars that they're spending um, three hundred sixty nine billion in clean energy provisions, and most of it in forms of subsidies. And we started off talking about like Solindra, and when you see the government dumping money in, there's a high likelihood that some of that money is going to end up in waste. And when you're talking about even small percentages of 369 billion dollars it's going to be in the tens of billions of dollars just on that side but even when when you look at what they're spending it on you know there's 20 billion for climate smart agricultural practices and all this will end up probably doing is restricting the amount of food that gets produced which means lower the supply same demand costs go up. Mm -hmm. And that's the space they're not really talking about. I've noticed that over the last couple of months they're saying, well, gas prices are going down. Yeah, they're still about two bucks higher than they were previous to this administration coming in. And that's, you know, so we're still high. Then on top of that, food prices are going up.
2: And they're significantly higher than they were when Biden entered into the uh, White House.
4: Yes. And so, All these spins will actually end up having probably a
2: reverse effect. Okay, now I read, I don't know if Arkansas is at this amount or not, they're saying that the average American is paying about $717 more a month right now to make ends meet do we know what it is as far as arkansas is concerned so it's
4: somewhere around there yeah it's oh wow it's around that amount it's uh so on average per household what we found is about five thousand five hundred dollars per year (sighs) is the additional cost and that this has led to about a 2.6 percent decrease in real wages and what they can actually buy so You've seen some wages go up as a result of uh, just demand on the workforce, trying to get more people in into work. But now, when you, even with that additional money that you may be making per hour, inflation—the cost of items that you use every day, groceries, clothing—you name it—it it touches all the way across the board—is exceeding that amount that you're getting. And that's the stories we're hearing across the nation. Again, AFP uh, AFP's done over nearly 150 of these events talking to people in all across the states. And and we're finding that out 62% of the respondents that we've talked to say that they're experiencing hardship due to increased prices. Uh, they're seeing shrinking they're shrinking amounts in their of their, their budget and they're making trade-offs people didn't go on trips with their family this summer uh people are saying you know we we used to be able to run back and forth to town when we needed to now we plan out our trip to where mm-hmm. it's a day you know kind of reminds me of back in the day my grandparents talked about how they they used to load up in the buggy once a week and you went into town and you'd be in town all day long right and you'd come back late late at night and uh so all of that said, you can see what we're learning at truecostofwashington.com, truecostofwashington.com. See some of the stories that we're collecting from real people who are struggling. We had a young uh, young lady who in Fort Smith. She had a van, and we started talking to her about, is this going to help you out? She goes, yeah. She goes, here's here's my story. This van here was specially designed for my nephew who has a cancer and goes to... Uh, Arkansas Children's Hospital for treatments. And because of the placement of his cancer, he, has, he needs to lay down or it's very uncomfortable and painful for him. We haven't been able to use this van because of the cost of gasoline, and his last several treatments have had to be in the most uncomfortable mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. And so did anybody in Washington think about that? No. That, it, that what they decide to do to restrict uh, our... Energy so that gas prices go up because they believe that they've got the one solution on, you know, climate change. That's they're so dogmatic about that that they would sacrifice the comfort and the quality of life for for a
2: child. Well of course they 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 don't think about it. If they did, they would do everything to make energy more cost effective. Yes. And they don't. What yes. have they done? They've capped wells off. They don't let, they don't produce it. They, they don't let people um, take oil and, and make gas without it costing them an arm and a leg. You know why we haven't built a refinery in the last nearly 20 years? No. Because you have to spend a billion dollars up front before yep. you can even think about building a refinery. Yep. A billion and that's dollars. The,
4: that's the same story when it comes to even on, on drugs you it takes a billion dollars for on the front end just to get a drug through trials with the FDA right and then after that you've only got x amount of years before it goes generic that's correct and so you want to talk about how to decrease jo- drug prices and how and we talk about you know well it's for safety issues how many drugs get recalled and have class action lawsuits going through now that were approved by the FDA <laughs> you know so let's right size this there is If they're truly safety issues, then they should show that. But they increase the cost to the everyday consumer. Housing cost. The National Association of Home Builders said that 25% of a house is due to state, local, and federal regulations. No additional square footage, no additional amenities, just checking the boxes with the inspectors, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? Many of those, they say, aren't really necessary to the quality and safety of the home. So I'm not saying push all the regulations out, get down to zero. I'm not saying that. We're not saying that as AFP. But you need to right-size these and make sure that these regulations are designed to protect the computer, the consumers at the lowest possible cost to the consumers.
2: Yeah, We're not getting good ROI on our government, Dave. No, we haven't for a long, long time. Uh, and when the government says they can do something better than the free market, I ain't seen it yet. No. I've been around for 69 years. I haven't seen it happen. I mean, take it, let's just take an example. Let's take the space program and how much they spent to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. And and why did we still land in the water until just recently? Because they said that it couldn't be done to, to land a, a rocket ship back like you used right. to see in the 1950s sci-fi movies all the time. Right. And guess what? It took the free market to be able to do that.
4: It did. I remember watching. Uh, it was Elon Musk. I yeah, I brought, remember watching the
2: first one they landed that And way. I
4: told my wife, I'm like, that right there that we just saw, that is significant. Yeah. <laughs> if you're interested in space and, and lowering the cost of of getting into space, that was significant. That's Star Trek-level stuff there. Yeah, it
2: was very, very important uh, moment in history. It really, really was. And then people say, yeah, but... The only reason he did that is because of all the government money. That's because they wouldn't let you do anything unless you accepted government money. This is true. I mean, they had all kinds of regulations that you had to meet. All right, it's a quarter till 10. We're going to come back. We're going to finish up at Ryan. I want him to tell you more about uh, what they've been doing over the last month, I guess. It's been maybe a little well, longer now. than now, two months. Well, let's talk about that. They've given away gas. They've given away food. They've given away haircuts. We'll talk about all of that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got about uh, what have I got about 12 minutes left here. On uh, this edition of the Dave Elswick Show on a Monday, Ryan Norris is with us. He's the chairman of the Arkansas Americans for Prosperity chapter here in the state. And talk a little bit about these different places you've been going. Look, you were over, at, what was it, mm-hmm. North, uh, North Little Rock? Yep. A few weeks back? Yep. And uh, you, you serviced 100 different Arkansans with gas that was, what, $2.38? $2.38. Boy, I can't remember. I, I remembered that. <laughs> so
4: what uh, the True Cost of Washington tour is a national tour by the Americans for Prosperity. Uh, we have have done nearly 150 of these events across the country some have been gas uh some have been uh, we did haircuts in pine bluff yesterday i like that uh, we've done some grocery stores and uh giving away you know uh grocery items like bacon and beef that have that have been increasing in cost for families
2: have you checked do you buy bacon i do i buy it once in a while i think the last time we went shopping about three weeks ago i bought three pounds and i I'll tell you. I love BLTs, all right? And this is the time of year to have them. So, uh, you know, we bought some. I could not believe you're talking 5 $6 a pound. Right, right. And and a pound, if you can get it, 12, 12 ounces is the norm. Right.
4: Yeah, they're lower, and you might see the cost stay the same, but the amount that you're getting is going That's down. That's correct.
2: Goes down. Going
4: down. And so this is the way that... that Companies have to adjust so that you can at least be able to purchase their products. And again, this is all ties back to national policy. Uh, so, TrueCostOfWashington.com, you can see some of the things that are being said by your fellow citizens across the country about how inflation is impacting them in their lives. You can learn about what Americans' prosperity is asking for uh, Washington to work on, such as in energy abundance. All of the above is our model. You know, nuclear, uh, coal, wind, solar, hydro, all of that should be on the table. And there needs to be a robust plan about that to where you're not choosing one over the other yeah. like they're doing in this inflation reduction plan. Uh, also, decreasing regulations. This increases the cost of our food. It increases the cost of our fuel. It increases the cost of just energy for our homes. Uh, it increases the cost, as we were just talking about, for the homes themselves. Yes. Let's streamline that. Get the things out that don't necessarily promote the safety uh, for those specific areas. And then uh, also, you got to cut the spending. When we're $30 trillion in debt and you're going to be borrowing more or printing more money to dump into the economy, which will have the reverse effect of, of reducing inflation, it's going to increase inflation, then Washington needs to get a hold of this. But no one has seemed to have the leadership or the desire to actually do that. They would rather title something with a false title because the Congressional Budget Office says this Inflation Reduction Act will not reduce inflation.
2: Well, to find if if our national politicians have real guts will be if they will go in and change particular programs to say that you have to come back to Congress every year, every two years, to show how well that program is working. A lot of the spending in, uh, I, I think, over half of it, in fact, now is already set in concrete. Yeah. And unless they change those rules, we're stuck.
4: Right. You have the mandatory spending that they have, and discretionary is becoming a smaller and smaller yes, portion it is. of it. Uh, so there needs to be a, a, a overhaul <coughs> of how we do our budgeting. Uh, and there's some ideas uh, on TrueCostOfWashington.com. You can see some of those ideas here, uh, videos that are – about what Washington could be doing to cut spending, what they could be doing to decrease the costs that are associated to us. Some policies that are increasing the cost of our goods and services go all the way back to even the 1920s, the 19-teens. They're over 100 years old, and they no longer serve us or our interests. I got you. We need to change those things.
2: So that, that, that's even on a state level. I mean, we're not talking just federal level here. You're talking state level, even down to your local level. Right. Things have been done the same way all the time. And uh, I've got a new general manager here at uh, Salem. And he says, I'll tell you the thing that you don't want to say to me. And I said, what's that? He says, we've always done it that way. Right. Oh, he hates that. (laughs) You say that. He says, yeah, but it wasn't working then. Why should it work now? Right. Right. And so there's
4: lots that could be looked at, local, state, and federally, to decrease the burden of inflation. Recently, our state uh, legislature went and ramped up the tax cuts that they had already passed. And that's going to help out some. And so we applaud them for doing that. More money in the pockets of the people is always a good thing. But there's so much more that could be done to help get people uh, able to participate fully in our state economy. There's licensing that could be looked at. Lord have mercy. There's permitting things that could be looked at. There's just regulations that people have to jump through to become whatever it is that they feel like they have the skill set to become that keeps people out out of the market. And so that needs to be talked about there's education issues that we can look at. how are we appropriating our money? Are we appropriating it towards academics and actually reading, writing, spelling, arithmetic? you know all that kind of stuff that is fundamental or are we or, or is it being frittered away mm-hmm. and taking a look into that um, just all the way across the board, citizens need to challenge their government because government incrementally just keeps expanding its scope, expanding its scope, boiling the frog one degree at a time. And Americans for Prosperity wants to be your voice to your legislators. Uh, So you can go to believeinar.com, which is where you can get connected to the Americans for Prosperity Arkansas chapter that that I help lead along with my great team. And everywhere we go, people are saying, I wish government wouldn't do X or I wish that they would allow me to do more here or there we can help get those voices to your elected officials, be they federal or be they state level.
2: Well, Ryan, I think that a lot of people now, at least this is what I'm hearing when I talk to folks, and I try to talk to as many people as I can, they want answers. Mm -hmm. What do do we do? And I know that's something that you all offer. Instead of doing it this way, what about doing it this way?
4: Right, right. And really what we're just looking for is the least... uh, You know, the least uh, amount of barrier that government can put in place to allow us to live our own lives and to come up with our own solutions. We believe in community-based solutions, bottom-up solutions. The person closest to the problem is going to have the best answer.
2: Yeah, the person that's dealing with it every day? Yes. They've got – They've got thoughts about that.
4: Yes, and they can say, hey, this is what I actually need. And so what we attempt to do is say, this is what you need. Here's the policy that's the barrier. Work with us on changing that policy so that it makes Arkansas a more free place for people to come, build a life, build a family, achieve their best self.
2: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about – we have four minutes here. You guys are getting involved in the, the business of agriculture and farming. And you're offering some real down to to the dirt kinds yeah. of solutions.
4: Uh, so if um, if you go to uh, BelieveInArkansas.com com or go and look on your favorite streaming service for Believe in Arkansas podcast, uh, Freedom to Farm was one of our top tier most downloaded. Uh, episodes because there are regulations that say, okay, small farmer, you can sell 5,000 chickens a year, but you can't sell 5,001 chickens. And when people are looking for organic and for farm-to-table and for locally raised food, there are barriers that keep the profitability down, therefore the sustainability down, for our local farmers and ranchers and food producers. So looking into that is something we found really interesting, and we're getting a little bit of a a groundswell going in the freedom-to-farm movement. That's good. I think that's a positive thing. I think it's good for our for our economy. I think it's good for our kitchen tables and it's good for costing even. It's also good because I see it as a bit of a national security buffer there that yep. if our food production is diffused out a little more and it's not in just like three or four or five locations nationally. That's going to be good for our Kansans and for American citizens.
2: Yeah. Keep that all in mind. By the way, make sure you check out that website truecostofwashington.com. Yes. Uh, you should look at. I'm just going to say you should look at it every day. They usually update it every day. Maybe maybe not Sunday, yeah. but uh, True Cost of Washington. It's one word. dot com. Check that out and uh, believe in uh, Arkansas. Believe dot com. in Ar. Okay, you got to check that out as as well. Well, as usual, Ryan, it goes too fast, but as usual, it is also very interesting to have you in here talking to me. Thanks so much for coming in today and being part of the Dave Elswick Show. Thank you, Doug. All right. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., 9 o'clock. I'm working on getting somebody for us. Can't tell you for sure because I haven't been guaranteed yet that they're coming. But when they do, I'll let you know. So, Dave Ellswick, show have a great rest of your afternoon. See you tomorrow morning, six a.m.